Today, on Commitment to Truth. And if I don't let the sanctifying power of the finished work of Jesus Christ to continue to mold me, shape me, heal me, deliver me, convince me, there's no unity. We're too different. We're all weird. If you're honest, we all got issues. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we continue a series titled, Make Us One. Over the last few years, or at some other point in our lives, we have all experienced firsthand something that has negatively impacted the oneness we, as believers, need to have with one another, as created and commanded by Jesus Christ. Through this series, we hope you can truly experience the oneness, the unity, that we were made to have as members of the family of God. This week, Pastor Cedric Brown will teach us why oneness in the body of Christ is essential to everyone. We will learn how being one with each other brings us joy and keeps us safe. We will also learn how our oneness sanctifies us and, through this, helps the world believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. Oneness sanctifies us. Listen to what it says. They're not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Here we have two key words. The word sanctify means this, to be venerable or to have a great deal of respect. So to be sanctified is to have a great deal of respect. You could say from God and you could say even reciprocally that when you're living a sanctified life, chances are you will be respected as well. The word sanctify also means this, to separate from profane things and be dedicated to God. You sanctify yourself, you call yourself, he sets sets you apart to ultimately draw you closer to him for his service and also relationally. Then verse 17 and 19 gives us the word truth, which means this, things pertaining to God and the duties of man. It is the moral and religious truths. It is truth derived from the true God or declaring the will of, of the one true God, or you could say it is simply divine truth. It is truth that is connected to him and him alone, which usurps any said truth of this world. So please listen, please. This is super important to understand. Without the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, no one can be sanctified, period. Without the finished work of Jesus Christ, we're all sinners on our way to hell. Without the finished work of Jesus Christ, If you sinned today, you will still be going to hell. You follow me? But by the grace of God and the finished work of Jesus Christ, we are sanctified, we are venerable, we are of what great respect because not of ourselves, but because of who? Christ and Christ alone. Makes sense. So without sanctification, here's the challenge though. Without being sanctified, right? Continuously until we see him face to face, or some theologians call it this, progressive sanctification. In other words, when you come to know Jesus Christ, you're immediately sanctified, set apart. 
But because we live in this world, we need to be progressively set apart, progressively drawn closer and closer to the Father, right? In other words, because we have these sinful traits, we need to continue to be cleansed and sanctified of who we are really on the inside. So that being said, without sanctification, there, there is the impossibility of remaining one. You understand the connection? I cannot say I'm one with you without being continuously sanctified because you're going to say something, you're going to do something, I'm going to say something, I'm going to do something that ticks you off, that causes you to not like me. Right? And if I don't let the sanctifying power of the finished work of Jesus Christ to continue to mold me, shape me, heal me, deliver me, convince me, right? There's no unity. We're too different. We're all weird. If you're honest, we all got issues. If you're really honest before God, there's nobody on the, I don't, listen, I don't care how much your parents love Jesus, I don't care how much your great, 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 great parents love Jesus and raised you in a Christian home. I don't care if you went to Christian school, you slept, ate. I don't care if you know the Bible inside out. The challenge is you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. And if we're something wickedly wrong with us that somehow oozes out with issues. Therefore, we need to be sanctified to stay one. Because human nature is, I just break apart from you. Because I think I don't need you. The sanctifying work says, through Christ we're made one, we're one church. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2 says. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, nowhere else but in Christ Jesus saints that's who we are by calling with all listen to what it says with all who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that's that's the dividing line if you don't call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, we're not brothers or sisters it says and then in Hebrews chapter 2 verse chapter 2 verses 10 and 11 this sanctification gives us one father. It says, for it was fitting for him for whom all things and through whom all things Christ in bringing many sons and daughters to glory to the perfect, the author of their salvation through sufferings. Verse 11, for both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one father. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. So think about that for a minute. If Jesus is the one who sanctifies, is sanctified and sanctifies, and is the vehicle in which we are now called sons and daughters of the living God, he says that he's not ashamed to call you brethren. Why are we? Why do we let race, culture, 
social economic class? Why do we let, let titles in the church? Why do we let misunderstandings in the body of Christ? Why do we let egos, why do we let um, past hurts, why do we let all these other tools say that I'm not going to call you my brother or my sister? It's unacceptable. Listen, I know each one of us probably have that brother, sister, mother, father, uncle, cousin that you like. There he goes again. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, Uncle so and so, right? You know, at the barbecues and stuff like that. You know, that's cousin so and so over there. There he goes again. Oh, that's just mom. Well, you know, that's just dad, right? But in the flesh, we, we just deal with it. I don't care how much you hate your mama, she's still your mama. Listen, I don't care if you even don't even know your dad. Guess what? Newsflash, he's still your dad, if you like it or not. You, you can say, I'm not going to call him dad or whatever, but he has something to do with you being here. He's going to be your dad if you like it or not. And guess what? We are each other's brothers and sisters in Christ if we like it or not. And we got to get to the point that, that we say, I'm not ashamed of you. You're my brother. Because that's what Jesus does to us. I don't know about you, I've disappointed him. I've caused him embarrassment multiple times. But yet he is not ashamed to call me brother. So if the King of kings, the Lord of lords, if the one who is sanctified and then causes us to be sanctified is still willing to call us brothering and sistering <laughs> when we don't act sanctified. <laughs> I know that's not a word, but, <laughs> you, you know, uh, but, but it, I mean, think about it. I mean, just let that resonate in your hearts and minds. How many times have we let him down, disappointed him, rejected him, defamed his name, didn't want anything to do with him? He still says, oh, that's my brother. That's my brother. Now, he deals with things, right? So should we. You have tough conversations, so does he with us, Right? but he still says, you're my brother. I think if we can get to that point that we say, you know what? Through the sanctification of the finished work of Jesus Christ, uh, I can still call you brother. You know what that does? It then leaves room for the spirit of God to reunite you. Once you shut that out, then you're gonna have to live with it for the rest of your life and answer to him who has sanctified you and has given you everything that you needed to reconcile and be one. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. 
I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Are you in a difficult situation right now? Are you up against something that seems to be insurmountable, something difficult? Something that probably has crept in from your past that is in your present, or something in your future that you have to address, and it is very difficult for you at this moment. You see, there's a Bible verse that says this, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me? You see, no matter what you're up against, good, bad, or indifferent, maybe you have failed God in the past, but yet you have repented and asked for His forgiveness, Remember, is anything too difficult for him to handle for you? Maybe again, you're, you're in over your head because of uh, your job or being a father or mother or just trying to navigate college or school. Please know, the God of all flesh says to you, is there anything, absolutely anything too difficult for him? Don't lose heart. No matter what the difficult situation is, it is never, ever too difficult for God. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Our oneness in God through Christ helps the world to believe. Listen to what it says. It says... I do not ask on behalf of those alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Do you realize the greatest form of evangelism would be our unity. Chances are there are people in your life who need to come to know Jesus, but they may not come to know Jesus until you start displaying unity. How many family members maybe you, you have around you are overhear conversations that you have against a brother or sister in Christ? And then you want to invite them to church. Hmm. And then you want to say Jesus is the answer. Doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. I've even come to the place in my life that absolutely, there are some pastors that I know that are preaching some form of Christ. But you never hear me talk bad about them. Because even Apostle Paul said, even if they preach for wrong motives, I still rejoice. So if the Apostle Paul who wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament, can have the sanctified courage to do that, what should I do? 
That you know what, I'm not going to, I may not play in your sandbox all the time, but I'm not going to speak ill of you. I'm not going to talk bad about you. But I know in my heart of hearts, oh, I disagree with you on some definitive issues, you follow me. But I will never tell someone else that bad about you. I won't. It's not my church. It's not my bride. He defends his own church. He defends his own bride. Follow me? But can you imagine if we all thought about what we said about each other? How much of an impact would it have on the world today? Well, do I have to back up or even take you back on the journey if you've been on social media the last 20 some months how Christians professed Christians literally killed each other in a public square I mean massacred each other and can you imagine what the world was just saying look at them and they say they love Jesus. They say this love of God. What are they communicating to us? Verse 20, there's a word, three-letter word. It says all. It means this. Collectively, everyone, sum of all types, <laughs> be one. He wishes that we all be one. Collectively, every one of us and some of all types. Whatever type you are, if you put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, we need to figure out this oneness and do it quickly. Because the world is at stake. God gives us gifts. Did you know that? In the body of Christ, not in the world, but in the body of Christ, to manifest himself. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7 says. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifest manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Can you imagine if everyone just locked in on doing what God has created for you to do? Can you imagine? Quit trying to fix each other. It's not your job. Just lock in on what you are called and created to do. And guess what happens? Jesus rubs off on you. And the more we can focus on what he's gifted us in and called us in, the more unified will we become because we'll begin to realize that we need each other more than we can live without each other. And that's why he goes on in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 24 through 26. And he, God, God is so creative because he wants us to be men and women who resist division. 
Listen to what he says. But God has so comprised the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all members rejoice in it. And this is my premise on this passage, right? Because guys like me and guys like you who start becoming used by God, this is what happens. We begin to think that we have more of an opinion in people's lives than we ought to have. Well, I know what God is saying about that person's heart. No, you don't. Well, I know why he's acting that way. Well, I know she why she's acting that way. Well, I know. And we begin to think that we're more than we think we are. Thus, enter God's wisdom. He says, okay, you who stand up here every single Sunday, you who have the, the privilege of influencing people, guess what you need to know? Uh, that person who has less honor, less privilege than you, I actually think of them higher than you. So if you want to develop my mind, guess what you need to do? You need to flip the script. And you need to begin to change your mind and understand that you are really nothing in my eyes. Because once you begin to think you do something, it directly affects unity in the body. And that's the missing piece right there, is that once I'm disconnected with you, I've taken the posture of God. choose who you should love and not love God doesn't even do that do you realize that because of the finished work of Jesus Christ he himself does not choose who he loves or he doesn't love for God so loved so how do we then say well that part of the world who disappointed me I don't like you It doesn't compute, church. And we need to get this with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength so that the world may believe. There's people in your life that won't believe until you get it. And in my humble opinion, what God does is he tethers life all together. In other words, you can have a husband who doesn't believe. And you think that you can just play in your house and do everything right, but then leave your house and say, well, that person I don't like. And then you expect God to bless your house? It does not work that way. It doesn't work that way. God is not a God of silos. He doesn't place your heart in silos and say, okay, you can, you can try to Respect your husband here in the home, but then you go outside the home and there's this sister in, in church that you don't like and you don't love and you expect him to bless your home. It does not work that way. Thank you again for listening to our series, Make Us One. From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. John 17 verse 11b says, 
Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. God created us and saved us so that we would be of one body with him. We hope that the teachings of this series have helped you to understand how we can be one with our God and with each other. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.